All right. Hello, everybody. How you doing? Welcome to Internet Land. You probably haven't been here before. You probably don't go here every five seconds on your phone to check if anything relevant to you has happened in the last 15 seconds. Uh, you know, we never do that, of course. Uh, so welcome. Welcome. This is a new kingdom. It's called the Internet uh, uh, Social Media which is a big name for uh, a thing to do when you're bored out of your skull instead of going outside and facing reality, uh, which is basically most things in life. Uh, this show is called Crazy Stories. It's the Wednesday edition. Uh, if you haven't seen the show before, uh, it's basically I bring... Look, I'm not famous. I desperately want to be famous, but this is not the case. Uh, so I don't know any famous people that I can bring on that will then be very interesting for you to hear. But what I can do is bring some interesting people from my life that I find interesting, and then they tell us some crazy or interesting story from their perspective and their life. We make fun of it. It's fun. And you guys can write some comments live, and then we will also address your comments and put them on the screen. It's going to be hilarious. It's going to be great. It's always great. Uh, so this show is called Crazy Stories. Let's get it started, baby. Uh, today I have a very nice guy. We just uh, did a trip together, uh, not like uh, in a car, like we took uh, something and we did a trip together and walked through the streets of Marzan without being attacked by Nazis in the middle of the night. It was a lot of fun. Please welcome to the show, all the way from his house in Berlin, but he's from Australia originally. That's why he's so chill. Please give it up for Dane, the Bane of Russia. Hey. Yeah, man. Hello. <laughs> yeah, because I'm from Australia that I'm so chill. It's nothing else. <laughs> it is just that. It is just that. You're just, uh, I, I, I think it's, uh, I think Australia is in your DNA, man. And drugs. And drugs is it's also. A, it's the THC. Yeah, that, that's yeah. the. <laughs> oh, we've gotten into that already. Why not? Well, let's, let's dive not? into that. Why not? You're, you're one of the, you're one of the people who, uh, you told me, I think, when we were tripping the other day, you said, uh, um, like, why, like, you would, that life is just better with a bit of weed. That was your, that was your, if you had, if this was Game of Thrones and your house had a, a like, words of your house, like, you know, Lannisters always paid, your, paid their debts, your house would be, life is a bit better with a bit of weed. Yeah. Yeah, it fits, man. <laughs> I mean, I stand by those words. Sure. I did wonder probably, when you said at the start we did it. We did a trip together. I was seriously thinking, like, wait, where did we go? <laughs> All right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we went did crazy. a we did a trip together, and then uh, and then we stopped at a like a windmill, and <laughs> and I was freaking out. Like that was my first like real trip, and I was freaking out. And you were you were so like, chill, like. <laughs> I thought it was a satellite. You know, I'm from Israel. I get paranoid. I'm looking at this windmill. I'm thinking, and this is like a military thing. And you're just like, no, this is all just old villages that turned into Berlin. And I'm like, are you sure? Please make it so. And you're like, yeah, just relax. Uh, yeah, yeah, they used it for milling stuff. Yeah. <laughs> no secret messaging to the KGB. I mean, maybe. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. 
I, I'm, I'm going to go with the version of, uh, of, of just, it, it's just a windmill. I think, I think it's, it's most nice. likely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but we were debating this. We were standing there for a while and debating, the, is you this a windmill or is this a satellite? you to ask the important questions. <laughs> the important question. Later when I came home, my wife Googled it and she found the windmill. So I'm pretty sure... It's not a secret military satellite. Well, I mean, if they would go, they're obviously going for the hiding in plain sight. So it would be weird to like make it a secret thing, disguise it as a windmill, but then also keep it off Google. That's way too much. Now you're freaking me out again, Dane. Stop <laughs> doing it. You can't go back and forth. You're supposed to be the calming energy yeah. of this. You're supposed yeah. to be relaxed. This is only a windmill. And it's, I'm supposed to be the one. Are you sure? It looks like a military thing. And, and you're the one who can't. You can't just go, maybe it is, because that would I fuck mean, me up, man. Who can be certain of anything? Oh. <laughs> I mean, I'm, look, I'd say 80% sure it's a winner. <laughs> you like the anxiety in my brain, man. That's, that's the problem with the anxiety in my brain. You're like, you know, you might be gay. 80% sure you're not gay. But you might. I don't know. Maybe. Surely you'd know by now, wouldn't you? You do. Of course you do. Like, you know it's a windmill, but there's a voice in your head that says, well, I don't know. Have you tried a dick, really? Sure. This windmill's got me questioning everything now. This windmill has me questioning my sexuality. That's what I'm saying. I was I would, that would be an amazing biography. I've I've I was uh I was straight until I saw a windmill on a trip and now I am very gay. Just made me just opened my mind, you know. Just opened my mouth to dick. That's what happened. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. All right. This uh this format of the show is called the crazy stories, and you got some crazy stories, I'm sure. Get lay one on me, man. Lay one on me. Uh, I feel like now we should do something drug-related, shouldn't we, now that we've opened this way? All right. I, um, I, um, I'll tell you about when I got electrocuted. That's, that's a fun one. It was one of the uh, – right. we went camping. I went camping with my ex on the beach near – While she was your girlfriend, not when, when she was your yeah, ex. No, that we were, yeah, we were still – yeah, we were still pretty much convinced that we were in it. <laughs> <laughs> I went uh, camping with my ex next to a river, and I drowned her. I did. I did go on holiday with my ex after we'd separated, but that's a that's a that's a different story, and I don't think it's got that much value as a. Yeah, but why would you do that though? Why would you? Why would you get take your ex on a vacation after you're broken up? Well, we'd already booked it. <laughs> <laughs> Are you Jewish? What is going on? What do you mean you already booked it so you go with your ex? Yeah, your we, ex? Had, we had a, an amicable breakup at first. Until the trip, actually. Everything was fine. We were like, we were still living together. We were just separate. And, uh, and we were like, well, you know, we booked this trip to, uh, to, to no, where were we? Edinburgh. Yeah, it was Edinburgh. Huh. And, so, um, so your mindset was... We just broke up. We should probably spend a lot of time in one place together. 
It's like not mix. having sex and just facing the fact that we had a lot of problems that made us. Just, just oh. not with uh, <laughs> It was a wild trip, man. It was weird. Some weird shit went down. We were in the same dormitory and stuff in a hostel. It was very, very weird vibes. <laughs> That's already sounds like an interesting story. What do you mean? Like, so you were in the same, you went, we'll go back to the other story later, but so you went with your ex on a trip to Edinburgh after you broke, and this is your, like your ex-wife we're talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's not like a three month old relationship. No, and no. You guys no. booked a trip to a hostel in Edinburgh and you went anyway. And then while there you slept with another woman. Yeah. She like shit. My 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 wife, <laughs> my, my wife slept with that chick's cousin. So it was all sort of. It was all right. <laughs> it wasn't as bad as it sounds. It was pretty bad, but it wasn't as bad as it sounds. That detail that you added did not make it sound a lot better. I gotta say, it's just like, oh, it's fine. She slept with his cousin. That's all right. Yeah. I mean, also, we murdered a cow together. It was all right. It was fine. <laughs> no, we didn't murder anyone, anything. There was no murder. No didn't, murder. There was no murder. I want to stress. So how did that. you? How did you fall out in the in the vacation then? Well, sleeping with the other girl didn't help. <laughs> I mean, when? it was all. It was like the thing is, it was sort of tense and weird anyway because we'd split up. And then we were on this trip, and then that happened with the the Spanish cousins. <laughs> and so uh, you, you slept with the Spanish girl first, and then she slept with the Spanish girl's cousin as what as revenge or? No, it's the other way around, kinda. Like she, like we sort of we're all hooking up. <laughs> we we selected our Spanish person and gone our separate ways. <laughs> Your, your idea of a trip, of a vacation, was going to Edinburgh and finding Spanish people to fuck while broken up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they didn't have to be related. That wasn't like a... That wasn't... <laughs> Let's go find but they had to be Spanish. <laughs> they had to be Spanish. They had to be Spanish, of course. But not, not necessarily related Spanish people, but no, they had to be Spanish. Just a bonus, really. All right. <laughs> All right, so that then went not so good. I mean, yeah, just made things weird. And then I had to move out because it was all a bit weird. And then I, I started living in a caravan. That actually, that leads into a, <laughs> a story down, Charlie. So you uh, had an amicable breakup, then some Spanish people, and then yeah. you moved into a caravan. Yeah. That's the exact timeline. <laughs> Fucking Spanish people, man. Telling you. Yeah, they forced me into the caravan. All right. Um, so, so, but you were saying you're, the story that you started with was, uh, was, uh, was going with your uh, ex. No, too. I'll tell the caravan story first. All right. Cool. <laughs> seems, seems like it's in the timeline of the narrative that we've established here. Oh, so, if there is one, sure. Yeah. So it was, I, was, I was just separated. It's not like, you know, I wasn't just going out looking for Spanish. <laughs> it, was a, it was, you know, you're just separated. So there's, oh, there's other people. You, you've forgotten for years that there's other people. 
Hmm. And so then... I mean, you've looked at them and masturbated over them, but you've forgotten that they're an actual option to talk with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're aware of their existence. They... Um, so, so I was in the caravan, which is not an easy place to meet women. <laughs> it's not the Where best. was this? What, what town was this, the caravan? In Wuppertal. I was working there. It was a good friend, like a, a guy that I worked with who hooked me up with the caravan. Otherwise, I would have been homeless. Oh, all um, right. So it was very nice. It was, it was good, and it was a nice caravan, and I was in it for free. There's a lot of silver linings, but it still fucking sucks to live in a caravan. <laughs> Like there's in no Wuppertal. In Wuppertal. In Wuppertal. And not even in like outside of the city as well. So you, like if I did meet a girl, it was like we have to half an hour to the outskirts of the city to the industrial car park where my caravan is located. It's not So it's on not the good. off chance that you meet a cool woman in a city called Wuppertal, which honestly I have no idea. It just sounds like Nazi town to me. Uh, the, the, the off chance that you find a normal woman in Nazi town to hit, to hit on, you then have to tell her, we have to drive 30 minutes to my caravan, and I promise I won't chop you up into little pieces. Exactly, yeah. Wow, yeah, that's a challenge. Yeah. But I didn't, I don't know, I used to go to the Netherlands a lot. It's right on the border. Also, Wuppertal is very left, left wing. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. But have you, did you ever like? Uh, did you ever like get on a train after you know being rejected by a woman in Vupital on your way to your caravan, and you thought to yourself, "Shouldn't have fucked that Spanish girl." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wasn't yeah, worth it. Probably crossed my mind. I mean, I would have still been living with my ex-wife otherwise. But nothing, nothing is a cop blocker like living with your ex-wife. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, All right, but, um, okay. So but I did meet a girl, and it was it was the weirdest shit ever, man. We like because I'd met her in the Netherlands. We'd gone, I'd gone on a brief, random drug fueled trip to the Netherlands, and uh, met this girl, and thought, oh well, I'll never see her again. It was just a random interaction in a coffee shop, and then three months later, she wrote to me. And um, and I was like, well, yeah, I mean, you can come to Bookertown, but I live in a caravan. <laughs> I'm like trying to talk her out of it already. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I really that's don't think this life. is a good idea for you in, in yeah. your life choices. And then she goes, um, well, that's that's fine. And I'm like, I'm, now I'm questioning you as a person. <laughs> <laughs> You're willing to come to a caravan in Wuppertal three months after meeting a guy in a coffee shop in Holland. Yeah, yeah, you shouldn't be in that position. I mean, I'm a very, I'm a gentleman, obviously. She came and missed her. She couldn't get her last train back. And I was like, well, look, you can stay in my caravan. It's fine. We've, it's, we've just met. Nothing, nothing sus. We had sex, but it was not. <laughs> I was a gentleman. No, and, uh, I mean, it makes sense that you had sex. You wouldn't drive or go all the way to, uh, you know, sure. your caravan, if not... But I didn't want to make any assumptions. You can't make no, assumptions of course when not. you live in a caravan. <laughs> you can't make assumptions when you live in a caravan. That is also, that could be your house words as well in Game of Thrones. 
<laughs> you don't make assumptions when you live in a caravan. <laughs> That's the one house nobody is worried about. I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna take the Iron Throne. Their words are, "You don't make assumptions when you live in a caravan." <laughs> yeah. All right. So you had sex in the caravan. Was the caravan rocking? It must have been. I would assume. I would hope. I don't know. Okay. Probably not. <laughs> it was. A, it was a rough time in my life. <laughs> This is really not. This is good. lucky you have a girlfriend, Dane, because you're really not advertising yourself very well right now. That's fine. All right. <laughs> um, yeah. So the girl came back to the caravan, and it was a proper like, like the. It was at the place where I worked, which was a massive printing company. So it was just a, just this massive industrial building and a huge industrial car park. With no cars on it and just this caravan in the back corner. <laughs> it was next to the workplace. Yeah. Oh my god, this is just getting worse and worse. And I was okay. like, I was bringing her back, and there's this big, massive fence that you have to drag across the barbed wire at the top. I'm like, I swear, this. Is... I'm a good person. <laughs> <laughs> that woman is insane. I would. So I... Much. As a man, I would not go in there with you. Like I would. Yeah, go. I wouldn't go in there with me. Some nights I've had trouble by myself. It's, I've never felt so much like a predator and being so like I'm not. It's everything's okay. And she was okay. fine. She was fine with it all. It was all fine. All right. Very strange though. You had a perfect setup for rape, and you didn't use it. Look at that. <laughs> Murder rape, and you didn't use it. It's too, it would be too cliche. They'd be like, oh, I wonder if it was a guy living in the caravan, fucking industrial. <laughs> Case closed. <laughs> they, <laughs> you're, you're probably lucky that while you were living in that caravan, no crimes were committed around the place because yeah. that's the first place police would look. Hey, how about the guy in the lonely caravan in the <laughs> middle of a car park? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Where's that missing yeah. dog? <laughs> caravan We're gonna go to the boy. caravan. It was caravan. It was caravan boy. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. No, we right. time. And then so, I had to go to work the next day. Not far. I was, I was parked in the car park. But just like, yeah, it was weird, man. Weird times. But isn't that like nice when you have like uh, when you break up with someone and you you're you're on the skits and you're like I am probably not attractive to other human beings anymore and I I've lost my connection to the other sex uh, that someone would travel three you know like three months after they met you travel all this way to come meet you in a caravan that, that's got to be confidence boosting mean, it either reaffirms your faith in the human race or crushes it. It's going to do one or the other. But no, I salute, that. I salute that woman. Was the sex good? Um, I look, yes. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. I don't want to, I don't know if she'd be, she would watch, actually. She kind of follows my stuff a little bit. Maybe uh, if we break up again, she'll come to the next caravan. <laughs> You got to keep those options open, so don't say anything bad about her. Yeah, yeah, lovely lady, very, very giving. 
<laughs> Lovely caravan lady. It's nothing I can say. Do you remember like when, uh, when I remember when I was dating and stuff. I remember like when I had great sex. It was only once actually when I had fantastic sex the, with mm. a stranger. Like usually sex with a stranger is bad. Yeah. yeah. You don't know each yeah. other. You're throwing around. You know, you're like, uh, you know. There's a lot of throwing around, isn't there? With sex yeah. with a stranger, there's a lot of like, is this going to work? <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's like it's like playing darts. It's like playing darts after you haven't played in like six months. <laughs> like you get the general idea of it, and you remember, you know, you're you're throwing things, but you're not gonna. If you hit anything, it's accidental, and you take pride of it because you're like, I meant to do that. Really. Yeah, but most of I it hits the wall. Bullseye. <laughs> Well, what? I do often scream bullseye during sex. Bullseye! I don't. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's a real good I got it in there. It's in the right, the correct place. Bullseye! <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious, mate. Uh, I remember I had my, my best sexual encounter from, uh, from Tel Aviv when I was a bachelor was this woman uh, that I met in a bar. And she was a masseuse or a or a physical therapist. I remember going to her house. She had this massage bed or whatever, and we had uh, we had like three hour sex. Like we had three hour sex with water in between, like stopping for water. It was like a workout <laughs> sexual experience, which I, I, I didn't. Literally wondering, I was like. What were you doing with the water? <laughs> oh, you were drinking it. Okay. We were drinking it because we were we were working hard, man. It was like a three-hour sexual, you know, adventure. It was actually pretty cool. And then uh, and then later I fucked it up because I was young and I was like, oh, you want me? I went like it was so purely sexual that I I didn't have to do anything but just say, all right, I'll see ya. And then write her a month later, hey, you want to get together? But instead of that, I did all sorts of weird dating things. And right. then the girl was like, I don't, I don't, you know, not sure. that I would, uh, you know, marry her, but I'll, I, I'd invite her to my caravan. You know what I mean? <laughs> wouldn't kick her out of the caravan. Yeah, I would kick her out of the caravan. That, that I remember was my best sexual experience dating. But other than that, most of it was just, was just it was just, you know, yeah. throwing darts at the wall. <laughs> It's a lot of weird metaphors that we're inventing tonight. Why not, man? <laughs> bring bring it back not? to the caravan and throw some dots at the wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good, man. That's good. It's like the game we invented. We invented uh, uh, a bunch of comedians. We invented a game, a card game called Shot in the Face, which mm. is a very random game where you basically pick up cards, and if you get the ace of spades, you're shot in the face. It's like Russian roulette, right? And uh, and what what what, you, what we've discovered is that there's certain laws. Like probably it's all probably like you know uh, uh, our our us being uh, us being uh, uh, you know uh, oh I forgot the word not superficial but what is the other word under the influence? Yeah, of course. <laughs> no, when uh, when you're when you uh, when you uh, you no, know like a black. Superstitious, superstitious, yes, superstitious. Yeah. But we found consistently 
that if you say, oh, I'm going to make it, don't worry, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to get shot in the face, you get shot in the face. Shot in the face, so. That's, and, then we, that, and then we start saying about things like that, that's shot in the face talk. It's like saying, hey, man, this, this interview is going to be fantastic. And this, this show is going to be fantastic. That's shot, shot in the face. face. Yeah, right in the Right face. in the face. Yeah. Oh, did Dave right. comment? Can I see, do I see the comments? I feel like I Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. Somebody comment. commented. Hold on. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, David Adams was just helping us out with superstitious. No superstitious, there it is. <laughs> and Dave is saying, "You got shot in the freaking face." <laughs> I got Dave was part of this of this group. We invented this thing. I gotta tell you, there's nothing as fun as being a little bit on drugs and just yelling at a person. You got shot in the face. Not right in the face. It's, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's a, a good w- game. It is a good game. It's the weak man's version of Russian roulette. So you can pretend like you're risking something, but you're not really doing it. The weak man's version is it? Yeah, I guess. I guess you have to be a strong man to play Russian roulette, or or a very very depressed weak man. Do you, do you think that like people who are going to kill themselves are like, you know what? <laughs> Let's yeah, at least might as well play a game out of it. Exactly. I mean, I'm depressed as fuck. At least I get like a let's let's go play Russian roulette. Where do you do that? Yeah. And then, worst case, worst case, you live and you made a bunch of money. You yeah. Know? And best case, you kill yourself. You know, you got nothing to lose, really. Yeah. It's a method to consider. Oh Jesus! What was David that? saying that's classic shot in the face talk, or right? yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. All right. So give me another story, man. Give me another story. Oh, man. Well, I do the electrocution one, Charlie. So I, I dramatized that. I wasn't electrocuted. I was kind of electrocuted. I was, All right. Let's say you were electrocuted because it sounds better. I was uh, in, in Sanford with my then wife. And um, we were camping and we were doing mushrooms. And we went into this field, and as we went into the field, it was next to the camping place. As we went into it, we went, "Oh, we should be careful of that fence. It might be electric." But we were kind of, we were all, we were all high and stupid. We were just making fun of it, like, "Oh, it might be electric." And then we went through it and didn't touch it, but kind of as a joke. And then we were in there and had this amazing trip. It was fantastic. We were up on this hill watching the sunset and there was a sort of a brief storm and wild strawberries and then we saw cows and uh, and a couple you of saw what? you saw what cows oh cows i heard yeah, cows. yeah. all right no no the bovine creatures wander the fields i think they belonged to someone anyway it's not important. We're probably it's looking small. at you going, not another stone couple. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's all over Cows, cows living outside of Amsterdam. God, they must be bored with humanity. They <laughs> <laughs> hate it. Listen, you're all, you're not only taking every part of my body for your food, now you're just intervening in my personal time. How about you fuck off with your trips? Go do it somewhere else. Walk up to me and moo you. Fucking stoner. 
That's that's when you know you're doing too much drugs when cows are giving you the evil eye. Like <laughs> when cows are sick of your shit, you've gone yeah. too far. No, no, no. But they were they were in the same field that we were in. So the cows were kind of the motivation for us being like, oh, we probably shouldn't be here because they're bigger than us and we're off our face. And Y'all we are intimidating, just, by the way. Everybody thinks that cows are sweet and stuff. And they and because, you know, they don't do anything to you. But they're huge creatures. And especially if there's a few of them, they, you're like, they can easily just stomp all over you. Yeah, but they don't, do they? They're very No, they don't. I, uh, I remember I, I used to spend a lot of time on Hare Krishna farms because my dad lived there for a while. And um, oh, that's we story. used to sometimes there'd just be a car, cow just standing in the car park and you just couldn't park your car because the cow was like, no, not having it. I'm standing. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, was, uh, I was in India and there was cows in the middle of a major intersection in the city and everybody was driving around it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, cows! Don't cows know. not moving. Cows not moving. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. So cows, and then I, uh, I thought, all right, we should get out of the same space as the cows, and we went back the way we came. Oh, remembering all of the little trippy moments that we've had along the way, and we got back to the fence, and. Um, and she went through first, and she was like, oh, I touched it, and it didn't shock me. It's, it's not electric. And I was like, okay, I'm still going to be careful. And I, I wasn't. I went through, and it, it touched me on the ear, and I felt mm. the electric shock go through the ear and into the head. And that's why I am the way I am today. No, it's <laughs> stupid. It was just a, like, but, but because I was high, and I, for some reason, wasn't expecting the fence to be electric. I, for a split second, was sure that I'd been shot in the head. I don't know why that that was the first place my mind went to. That some farmer has just shot me in the head for messing with his stupid fucking cows. Oh, look at this! Look, I'm gonna put up Dave's comment again. <laughs> <laughs> you got shot in the freaking face. <laughs> right in it, <laughs> right in it. Shouldn't have messed with those cows. Yeah, so you thought you were you were shot by a farmer or something like that? Yeah, I don't know. I've seen like I've seen farmers pull guns out and shoot when people are trespassing. In we we had that problem before. Actually, picking mushrooms in Australia had a farmer point a gun in our direction. <laughs> I don't think he yeah. shot. I don't think he was ever going to do anything. Oh, so it's funny, like, this, the story you elected to tell me was how you somewhat thought you might have been electrocuted because a fence touched you in the ear, but you didn't think the story of a farmer holding a gun to your face for no, taking mushrooms in Amsterdam. He was way up in the distance. He was, we were at the bottom of his field, and he was at the top. And, and? And someone said that he had a gun. I don't know. I don't know. I think I saw one, but I think it might just be one of those because it was me and two other guys. We were picking shrooms and we were tripping and stuff. So, like, I think it might be one of those stories where, in my mind, I think I saw the gun, but I think maybe somebody shouted gun and we all ran. And then it was like the story gathered around and it was like, no, you know what? I did see a gun. And now in my memory, but maybe I saw it. <laughs> I don't know. They've got, they've got like, um, Usually just BB guns, but the farmers out, out there. Or... 
It was probably just a scarecrow. <laughs> and you were just all tripping. Something. Looking, looking at the scarecrow going, is that a scarecrow? I think that's a guy with a gun. <laughs> Run, everybody! That scarecrow is packing me. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, so how did it feel to be electrocuted in the brain? Did it make you feel happy? Or I was, they treat depression that way. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I was scared. I was genuinely had like a, a phobia of electric fences for a couple of years after. Oh, man. I wouldn't, like if I knew that one fence was electric, I'd want to walk on the other side of the, the pathway. And, and while we were sleeping in the, fe in the, in the fence, so I'm freaking out already, we were sleeping in the, in the tent, um, which was, I don't know, 200 meters away from where the fence was winds that night and i was imagining that the fence was going to be ripped out <laughs> like the fence had a vendetta against me or something it's going to be ripped out by the wind and fly onto our onto our the tent. fence is gonna is gonna run after you that sounds like a very good 80s horror film very mm -hmm. trashy one actually yeah I, mean, I got, I got, a, I got, I never got seriously electrocuted, but I, I fucking hate getting electrocuted. It's such a bad feeling. It's like, a yeah, so my dad made me touch one once. And I don't know if it's just because he's sadistic or you <laughs> like, yeah, touch it. It's fine. I think it might've just been to show me that I'm not going to die from it. Or to show you that you shouldn't touch it <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> when in other circumstances. Isn't your dad a Harry Krishna or something like that? No. I don't know what he is. I don't know if he's a thing. You he lives with a thing. Like, sorry, I'm eating chocolate now. I'm stoned. And this is not the time to eat chocolate, Dane. We're doing a show. You can't just eat things while you're while we're doing a show. <laughs> I couldn't help it. It was sitting there looking at me. He um that's what you said about the fence, but all right. <laughs> yeah, man, it's after me. The sound um, face behavior, man. <laughs> My dad is a hippie. That's what I used to describe him because that sounds the coolest. But I just have memories of him having long, boring theological debates with with Hari Krishna. He wasn't so much a Hari, but he lived there and he debate them on theological topics like a boring old wanker. No, he's not. He's, he's not a bit. <laughs> I liked I liked how the truth came out and then he said maybe he'd watch it. Maybe he's sending me money. I can't Oh. <laughs> no. Well then he's not a Harry Krishna, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking beggars. <laughs> Hare Krishna. He always makes me do a little song and dance for it. It's weird. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he gets you on video chat. He's like, I'm going to transfer you money, but first you have to go, sing, sing the song. Sing the song, kitsch. <laughs> you think Hare Krishna's before they fuck? They're like, sing the song, bitch. <laughs> sing it. I think they're very pious with their, with their sexual activities, the Haris. I don't know. Maybe they're no fun though. at all, really. That's the main thing that turns me off a lot of those. Well, that and organized religion just being stupid in general. But the, yeah. but the idea of sex, like, yeah, they're very like, oh, no, don't, have, don't enjoy having sex. That's, that's difficult. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing. 
the what that's why i think like all these countries like india and places like that or or you know muslim countries that are strict you can't have sex until you're married and then you have it for the first time with a person that you don't even know if you're compatible with and then you're supposed to be happy i mean it's 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 one of the only things in life that can make you happy you know <laughs> yeah. It's the only, it's one of the only things. It's just like whatever, you know, is happening in my life. If someone that I want is touching my penis, it's better. If, my, <laughs> if I had a house in Game of Thrones, the words of my house would be, life is better with a bit of touching the penis. <laughs> From somebody that you want. I, that, that was a good classifier. It's a bit too long for the house words. Ah, all right. Uh, so I got I to gotta break it down. It's somebody be like, that you want is touching your penis. Wanted That's touch cool. of the penis. Life is better with... No, I would just say life is better with a touch of a penis. Sure. With a touch of a, of a penis. That could be interpreted in certain in other ways. <laughs> I gotta think about it. I gotta think about it. I, no, I fucking I commit to that. <coughs> chuck right. it on. The, chuck it on I'm the pretty front sure. The I'm pretty sure. I mean, the all the like the great houses. There were some minor houses with some shitty sigils. I'm sorry. I'm talking about Game of Thrones. I just finished watching it, rewatching it. I finished it. Did you finish it's it? Still, Did you watch it the whole way through? I watched it the whole way through. It's a fantastic show. And 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 uh, the ending is just not good. It's 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 sad. I even while I was getting to episode like the season six and seven. At seven they have no book, and I was like, all right, this is still good. Like it's not as bad as I remember it. And yeah. eight is even good until they get to the Night King thing, which even then is okay. You kind of understand what they were going for, even though it was super disappointing because you were you were so expecting like an amazing ending, and they didn't deliver on it. But then the whole Daenerys Targaryen going crazy and burning uh, that doesn't just doesn't work, man. Really? And it also finishes in such a somber somber tone. You're like, all right, everything's shit, and now this brand dude who, who nobody likes, he's gonna be king. Why did I watch this thing? It's just depressing. I read an interview about the the prequel that they're making the other day, and they were saying, okay. what? Okay, yeah. Yeah, there was. It's going to be a lot different. It's going to be really good. Uh, we're not going to have any of that outdated, gratuitous nudity. <laughs> so, oh, well, you've lost me. I'm sorry, but that was a what? big hook for Game of Thrones. Yeah, Game of they're, Thrones they're without to... nudity. Yeah, and it's even earlier. Like, shouldn't they have been? Apparently, they were more prudish thousands <laughs> years before, or whatever. I don't know. I it's all it's, gone uh, the a bit feminist, silly. The feminist movement has uh, has uh, has gone. Uh, They've taken over Game of Thrones. There's a new. <laughs> there's a new. There's a new house in Westeros, and it says <laughs> it, it, its its words are: "If you do something we don't like, we'll cancel you." That's yeah. the that's or, the new house. <laughs> Life is not better with a touch of penis. <laughs> <laughs> We find the other house's statement harassment. We find that <laughs> harassment. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we won't get in trouble with the weed. Tell you. The weed. That's the that's my, my house words are safe. I'm sticking with those. No one's canceling yeah. the stoner guy. He's fine. That's fun to, to think about lesser houses words. That'd be good. 
uh, you know, like doing a bit of shopping. <laughs> <laughs> that would be like just generic words of the house. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Kind of busy don't, right now. <laughs> don't enjoy visitors. <laughs> house, house Halevi. Don't enjoy visitors often. <laughs> Or if we bring a David, uh, the House of Adams, you know, you got shot in the face. That's <laughs> shot, shot in the, the face. Back. That's classic shot in the face talk. That's, uh, that's yeah. All right. So what do you, what do you, uh, what, well, give me another story, man. By the way, guys, if you're watching this, feel free to comment. We're just chatting. Like, you can write us some comments and we'll address them. Just using David comments again and again. But. Game, Game of Thrones dicks. Wouldn't surprise Game me. Game of no Thrones reason. without nudity, man. I can't see Game of Thrones without nudity. Like, imagine Daenerys coming out of the fire with three dragons and a bra. That'd be weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're well. the, you're the you mother of dragons, and we kind of and, and underwear. <laughs> that would be. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, and was that an issue? Was it? I thought. I thought people across the board were pretty much on board with that, weren't they? Yeah, Game of Thrones, it's what it's kind of, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm guessing what they're trying to do is not alienate people who feel like it's, uh, it's uh, using the, the woman's, uh, you know, body for entertainment purposes. There was a lot of dicks. There was a, a lot, lot of dicks. dicks. I, I agree. Was there was a lot of flaccid dicks in that show. Yeah. And uh, and I feel like I feel like it wasn't equal, but instead of canceling the nudity, just get more dicks, which just is, by the way, it. one of the minor houses. Sigil <laughs> <laughs> is get more dicks, and it's like fifteen dicks. It's in the thing. <laughs> yeah, seems like a simple solution. We fixed it. We fixed Game of Thrones. Or <laughs> exactly. Why don't they talk yeah. to me before they do, they do these things? They should talk to us about the nudity, at least. Yes. Oh, we talking All right, give about? Me, give me another story. Give me, give me, a, give me a good one. I'm, I'm feeling like a good one. Oh, shit. All right. Um, let's do... Oh, Sydney. Fuck Sydney. Let's, let's just start with that. Fuck Sydney. Right. It's a shitty place. I'll tell I you my, there. My, my Sydney story. Don't go. It's got a freaking stupid opera house and that's it. Nice bridge. It's a good bridge. I'll give them that. They've got a good bridge, all right? Anyway, we were um, we were going to Sydney to see the band Tool, and it was me and two friends, and he, one of the friends had been at a heavy metal festival the night before. This is just an example of how everything went wrong. And we... Um, we, me and the other guy who was to be the solo driver of the 12-hour drive uh, from the Gold Coast to Sydney, we stayed up all night waiting for him to get back from the festival by doing just just way too much ecstasy, like just a lot of ecstasy. And we were off our faces and he came home early and had suffered from some kind of heat stroke which had nothing to do with the copious amounts of drugs, but 
there was that plus 40 degree heat at a heavy metal festival. So he was distraught. He came home vomiting and feeling terrible. And we were like, oh, well, man. we're going to just keep, we were at his house. Um, and we're like, well, we're going to keep sort of keep partying and you better sleep because we have to drive to Sydney at six o'clock tomorrow morning. Um, so he had a little sleep and we munched some more pills and then, and he was, yeah, this guy that I was eating the E with, he was driving and he was driving my, the other friend's parents' car. And we, um, we, we. How old were you? Was this, I hope this was teenage years and not like 30. No, 18. Yeah, we're 18. Okay, 18. All right. Just to, for everybody who's watching to put it in context. They're like, oh, you did that yesterday? All right, cool. <laughs> no, I've, I've matured somewhat. <laughs> Somewhat. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put well, it past you today. I, I could probably totally do it again. No. Probably do it in a caravan. All right. Let's just move yeah. on. All right. So, yeah. so, so you were you were you were too many ecstasies in your body, and then you were yeah. We were too many ecstasies in our body. Yeah. <laughs> that was the problem, and we had tons of weed as well. And we started driving. And just we're just being insane people. It was an insane, insane thing that we did. We're driving down the highway in Australia and like holding the like I would hold the steering wheel so that the driver could hold the bomb. And oh my god. It was just horrific, man. We're so lucky we didn't die or, or hurt someone. There was nothing it didn't end like that, luckily. We um this is what happens when, when, when you have Australia. You put people on an island, they have no worries because the, what are the Aborigines going to do to the white man, right? Yeah. Okay, and, and then you got to, maybe a spider kills you. But other than that, let's just see what happens if a it's, guy on too much ecstasy holds the wheel while the driver just has a bong. It's too stupid, man. It's too hot there. We can't think. That's my excuse. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Listen, it's hot in Israel as well, and we try to survive. <laughs> it just seems like, on some level, Australians are aware of the fact that they're not needed. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? we're <laughs> All right, okay. So you were going to Sydney? Yeah, that was the goal. All right, and David we, is uh, agreeing with you, by the way, saying Sydney is a shit house. It's a shit. In capital letters. I've always yeah. dreamt about going to Australia and also visiting Sydney, but you're like, no, it's a piece of shit. Right. Uh, I mean, some people have good stories. I think that so many people I know, it's, it's the trip to Sydney where everything goes wrong. I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's not Sydney's fault, but maybe it is. Maybe and, it is. Maybe it is. And, uh, so we, we were driving and smoking and just being insane people. We had no... All had our shirts off and we were just off our faces driving down this highway. And we stopped at a service station. And I just, it was all so weird and, you know, drunk hazy, but I just have this very clear memory of going into the service station. And my friend was standing in front of the mirror shaving his nipples. <laughs> what is going on in the world? <laughs> it's all so absurd. I love that. That, that, was, that was the that time. Was the time. What, happened? what happened? The, 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 the what? volume. 
I can hear myself. I was that was the time in your friend's mind, the perfect time to shave his nipples. Apparently, that was, was that there. moment. Like, oh, it's gonna be stopped here for a while. Are we? <laughs> Just shave nipples. I think your your friend was a nipple shaver, man. I think you gotta admit that to yourself. He was he a must. constant nipple shaver, and he was like, "Oh, I didn't shave my nipples today." I mean, he kept it very quiet up until that moment, though. It's a weird way to come out about being a nipple shaver. <laughs> what does that say about a person? What does that say about a person when they shave their nipples? Hairy nipples. Yeah, but I've got hairy nipples, but I don't shave them. No, well, we were young. We were young and on a road trip. Uh, I, I think that friend, if he's still alive, he's still shaving his nipples. I think if he was in Game of Thrones and his house had words. <laughs> Gotta shave the nipple. That's what Gotta shave doing. the nipple. He was going out. Anyway, that's not even relevant to the story. That's just an example. That just shows the vibe all right, of all right, all in right. general. You know, we were off our feet. We were just being stupid, shaving nipples left and right. And we had a pen and we, we tagged these fucking stupid kids. We wrote something on the wall, like, you know, dickheads were here or something. And, right. like, and, and then we got in our little car and drove further down towards Sydney. Now that I think about it, none of this story's fault is Sydney. It is all on me. But anyway. But I think Sydney. that's a good approach for you to look at your drug use, Dane. <laughs> oh, no. I'm still, I'm still here. I'm still here. Don't worry. I'll be back. Hold on. All right. This is it's now very, the extra DVD, extra DVD shitty look because my camera died and I'm not, I didn't get a new battery. But all right. All right. Excellent. Um, so, so, where were we? Jesus Christ. We, we were got, uh, after the uh, gas station, service station. You were gas driving. Station. Gas station is a distant memory. And we got to, what was the place called? I don't know, some fucking shit off. They've all got just weird names. I can't remember. Um, what was it? Oh, yeah, that's why you can't remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dunth might have been Dunthorpe or something. Might have been Dunthorpe, I think. Let's Nobody say Dunthorpe. Let's say Dunthorpe. It, it, it'll, it'll help with the anecdote at a later stage. All right. Um, let's say Dunkirk. Dunthorpe. I, I, Dunkirk, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This was Dunkirk. Here. This was World War One. World War Two. World War I? <laughs> yeah, yeah. World War I. I think it was one, wasn't it? Anyway, so. anyway driving, yeah. down, driving down to Dunkirk, and we're all we're smoking still. Everything's all good, and then we see the blue lights. The cops are the cops are coming up behind us, and we pulled over and thought, well, they don't they don't have to search the car. They might it might just be a random stop, you know. They, if they, they don't look in the, um, they pulled over and they're like, okay, we need you boys to get out of the car. So we got out of the car. And they took me down here, driver somewhere else, and the other dude somewhere else. And I'm talking, and one of the cops is talking to me, but I'm also sort of watching what's going on with my friends. And he goes, um, "Just got a few questions. Did you guys stop at a at a service station a few 
few kilometers back there. And we're like, yeah, we still be takes out a, He takes out a bag yeah, yeah, with right. hairs from a nipple. <laughs> <laughs> Whose is this? Show me your nipples. Show me your nipples, no. everybody. All right, okay, this is getting interesting. He goes, he goes, just be honest with me, mate. Did you did you boys write something on the wall of the bathroom? And I was like, oh, is that what this is about? God, we have done so many worse things. Yeah, yep, yep. We wrote the we wrote on the bathroom wall. I will happily admit to that crime. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, do you have do you have the pen that you used? And I was like, no, I don't have the pen. Um, I think my friend has the pen, and I'm thinking like. All right, so he's he, so the cop goes to his mate. Oh, boom, he's got the pen, and uh, not out loud with his radio, all cheeky. And he says to my friend, I didn't couldn't hear what he said to my friend. I could see them in the distance, and I'm seeing my friend reach into his pockets, and I'm thinking, just pull out the pen, and everything will be fine. Don't fucking tell him anything. Just pull out the pen, and he pulls out a hash pipe, and oh. I'm like, oh. My God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're so fucked. And they don't give a shit about the pen anymore. They're checking, like, they're ripping the car apart, pulling everything out. And to be fair, but justifiably, because we had stashed weed in every part that could go into the car. <laughs> so I'm standing there and listening to this cop, and it was all that leafy, shitty bud that we all chopped up as well. So they weren't even sure, but they're pulling it out and they're going, one Tupperware container filled with a leafy substance appears to be marijuana. One bag filled with a leafy substance appears to be marijuana. One lunchbox filled with a leafy substance <laughs> just kept going. And we're on ecstasy as well. It was just so funny, but we were so terrified. And then and, uh, that pulled out the pipe, he was also like, you know, this situation is really, really funny because we're on ecstasy, so they'll just keep going. <laughs> and the other friend is just standing bed. there. Shaving his other nipple. <laughs> and then he finds the pen. He's like, ah, there's a pen. <laughs> yeah, okay. man. That was okay. so yeah, so they pulled that out and then they were checking our person, obviously, and checked our wallets. And I had a pill, an ecstasy and ecstasy tucked into the corner under the cards, pro tip for people listening at home, tucked into the corner under the cards, and I watched the cop take my wallet, and he's wearing a glove, and he puts his hand in all the holes, and he puts it into where, and I, as I saw his hand go in there, my heart just dropped, and I thought, that, well, that's it, I'm done. And then he pulled his hand out, and he's like, all right, you're all good, you're free to go. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, cool, keep a straight face, straight face. And he goes, so why... Why? Why don't you do drugs? All, all your friends do drugs. You don't do them. <laughs> nah, I tried. Tried it once. Didn't like it. <laughs> very, <laughs> very straight edge, man. <laughs> yeah, sitting in the back of the cop car, and we pulled up at the cop shop at the at the police station. There's gonna and, be a uh, policeman in Australia watching this now, going like, "I can't believe this." Yeah, I can't believe he. I knew he fucking had drugs. I didn't look at him. Of course, he had drugs on. <laughs> All right, so you went to the... Let me ask you a question. Did they really look for that pen, or is that like an excuse to stop you? 
I don't know. I don't know why they would have cared about the pen. It's, I think, I, I genuinely believe that if my friend had just pulled out the pen, if he'd had that in his pocket instead of the hash pipe, I think they would have been like, oh, all right, well, we're confiscating that. Naughty boys, here's a, here's a fine for defacing property and on your way. That's weird. That's what like, also, your friend is an idiot. Like, you don't just have... It, it, it don't just take anything you have out of your pockets just to make sure whether you have the pen. You just go, no pen. You make absolutely sure. They must have the MP's pockets, surely. That haunts me to this day. Surely they just said, empty your pockets. If they said, have you got a pen? And he went, no, but I've got a hash pipe. Then. I think that's it. I think that's what happened, man. You got to call this guy and ask him and let me know. It's, it's going to bother yeah. me. Yeah, Sorry, I can't believe it didn't bother you. All right, so you get into the police station. It's not really going to bother me, but I, I think that was it's funnier to me to just imagine, like, I have something in my pocket. <laughs> Does this help? Does this help, Does this the help in any way? You can't really write with it, but you can do a lot of hash. It's way yeah. better than writing. All right. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we went to the police station and they, I had to be the mature witness so that my friend's parents didn't have to come back. Cause one of them was under 18. The other okay. one was not. Um, and so that his parents didn't have to be involved. I had to be his mature witness. And I just remember this constable looking at me and looking at the other police officer and going, is this the mature witness, is it? <laughs> and he was like, well, look, in comparison to the others, yes. <laughs> I was like, Jesus, I'm fucking selling this straight edge, dude. Did you have yeah. long hair back then? Was your hair long? No, I'm. Oh, actually, I probably did because we were going to a metal festival. <laughs> it was in my oh, metal yeah. days. So. Yeah, I probably did. Well, what did they do? How much weed did they find? Loads. Must have been. And at they least didn't do anything. What did they do to you? Did you get a? Did you get a fine? A warning? Something? No. Well, they sort of they like the. The driver had to take the fall for it, for that bit, and he, I think he got some, but it was very minimal and it came much later. What did he get? And the other Seven to what? ten years in prison. Now, what did he get? <laughs> yeah, he's still locked up. It's, he's, in a, he's in a Southeast Asian prison. Bro. He got six months for, uh, for, for the drugs, but he got 20 years for that pen, whatever he wrote <laughs> in that service statement. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Wait, so no. what did he get? He got, a, he got a fine? Fine, yeah. I think he might have had to go back to the courthouse. I'm not sure, actually. I should ask him. It was a big You didn't issue. help him pay the <laughs> fine or anything? No, it went to shit further after that. We got to Sydney and there was some, some mental health issues and breakdown. someone had a breakdown. It was all very intense. We got the fuck out of Dodge. Wow! Wait a minute. So you, so the end, the story does not end with you in the police station. No, I mean the the interesting part does. Yeah, we got to that. That's the like. And then they just said, right, off you go then, and we we're like, but the car is fucking ten kilometers in some other shithole town called Dunkirk, and uh, and they're like, yeah, deal with it. Um, <laughs> what? How? What? They just sort of kicked us out in this very, very rural town. And this old, this old Aboriginal lady came up to me and 
I was like, oh, I can't interact with people right now. Watch it. And she went, I saw you. You just got done in Danny, didn't you? <laughs> I was like, how the fuck does she know? She saw it. She <laughs> must have gotten busted in the same part of town or something and been brought back. Or she was driving by maybe when we got, I don't know, but it was crazy. Maybe she was a how witch, much, man. Sounds like she was a witch. How does this woman know so much about my criminal activity? It sounds like a weird, no, no real payoff horror story. Where the yeah. witch just knows what happened. Oh, I saw it. <laughs> I saw it. Did you? Well, that's, that's a bit off-putting. Did you, did you have the thought of asking the police for, you know, you're like 10 kilometers a lot to walk would be a little better with a bit of weed? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was a big issue, man. I mean, the fact that we now had to do this entire road trip. Because we did. They took us back to the car and they let the dude drive it again as well. Shoddy police work, I think. But we got back in the car and drove drove down to Sydney. But yeah, really How long hard. was the drive? It's a 12-hour drive total. I think we got done about eight hours into it. And then you had no drugs and you went to a heavy metal concert. Yeah, we didn't wind up going to the concert. Things things went south. What, <laughs> we had how no did drugs. <laughs> so uh, what, we what went, happened? Well, we were staying with a friend's relative, and uh, and we drank some crazy heavy bourbon, just just a lot, a lot of very strong bourbons, and to that make up. Sound like you? Yeah, I don't drink anymore, but I used to be a bit wild with the old alcohol. No, it and, does sound uh, like you then. It does. <laughs> yeah, but, but ex excess, yeah, for sure. But alcohol is like, a... Like, yeah, but we don't have any more drugs, so we're just going to drink a lot. That sounds yeah, like... Yeah. That Actually, it sounds thing. like every Australian I've ever met. We wound up, like, hitting each other. We had these long, thin metal poles, and we were like, we're so drunk that we can't even feel it when we hit each other. Just smacking each other across the legs. It's insane. Yeah, alcohol is the worst drug by far. Oh, the best. Also sound like yeah. those friendships weren't really strong. <laughs> they probably were based on a lot of weed. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was all in fun. It was all a bit of a laugh until the driver had a breakdown and we freaked out. We're all on some very harsh, harsh vibes. Um, so we bailed. We were like, fuck this, we're going back. We're going back to the Gold Coast. And we said to the driver, to be fair, we didn't just abandon him. We said... Come back with us. We'll figure out a way that we can get your car driven up later. But you're in no state to, to go to a heavy metal concert and then drive for 13 hours tomorrow. Um, and then we, oh, man, and then we had to get a taxi to the airport and it cost us 100-something dollars and we fucking... And then we, like, got to the airport and I was like, you know what, man? Oh, actually, this is a great ending for the story. This is a story in itself. Um, we got to the airport, and I said to my friend, um, the cop never found that pill in my wallet, <laughs> so we've still got one more eight, and I don't want to take it. It's caused all of the problems that have been caused over the last 48 hours are largely ecstasy, partly Sydney, and minuscule amount my fault. I can't, I can't take the ecstasy, but I also can't just throw it away. So I took half of it and threw it away, <laughs> threw the other half away. 
and we went into the airport after having the weirdest trip already. Everything had been so weird. And then this woman was, she just started talking to my friend and she was all like dolled up, but maybe middle-aged, but like, like a, I don't know, very fake blonde hair and dolled up with a, a lot of makeup. And Looking she for a millionaire to fuck. All right. She's talking about, well, I don't know why she was talking to us then. <laughs> she's, she's talking to my friend and he's looked at a bag tag and seen that her last name is Love. So we're just calling her Miss Love, which is already weird. And, yeah. and, um, and then she was very strange, eclectic, you know, it was a weird conversation, clearly on some drugs as well. And we're on drugs and it's just a weird mix in that fucking gate waiting room and anyway we're sitting at the vending machine we wanted to get a cut and she's kneeling down and this dude walks past like as fast as you can walk without running and drops a like an half an open half empty bottle of diet coke into miss love's bag and just fucking keeps walking he just shoots off and we're looking at her like do you know that man <laughs> like what the what just happened? What's he doing? And she was like, I have no idea who that was or what the fuck is going on. And we're like, well, don't drink the Coke. It's probably like poison or something. This is all weird. And I don't. And then she got up and went to go and do something with her bags. And we were like, is this fucking happening? Why is our trip always getting weird? And then the dude comes back and he starts talking to us super intensely. And we're like, oh, we're going to have to intervene. We're going to have to do something. And she starts walking away from him. But there's like barriers, like these hanging velvet ropes that guide the way the queue is supposed to go. And they're walking in that. But like, I'm going to have to demonstrate how, I don't know if I've got enough. They're walking. And like, as they're walking, they're getting down lower and lower. But he's behind her, but he's talking to her constantly. And she's walking and crouching down lower and lower. What? Until they, <laughs> until they got to, and and they're walking in like an S shape through these barriers while they're doing that as well, and then the conversation ends with both of them like hunched up on the ground, talking to each other very closely, and we're like, she said she doesn't even know this guy. What the fuck <laughs> is going on? And then he fucks off, and we're getting on the plane. It's finally boarding time, and we've gotten on. We're about to get on, and Miss Love goes, I'm going to go smoke a cigarette in the toilet. And we're like, you can't smoke in an airport in Australia. They will fucking kill you. <laughs> you just can't smoke cigarettes anywhere. And, uh, and she went off to the bathroom. We got on the plane, and the woman's doing the, the guide, you know, the you know, exits and all yeah. this shit. And we're like, fuck, if Miss Love doesn't get on the plane that probably means that she's been murdered by the Diet Coke psychopath. Like we have to say something to someone or do something. And we were like panicking and the ecstasy's kicking in more and more. And we're like, fuck, we have to save Miss Love. And then she gets on the plane with the dude, like arm in arm and walks down the aisle. And me and my friend are just staring at her like, what the fuck? And she goes, I was all just a misunderstanding. <laughs> fucking wasn't jesus christ it was the weirdest experience i've ever had with a with a stranger who was not a clearly insane person i mean they obviously were but 
It's what like is some going kind on in Australia? This love is out there, man. This love is out there. This love is out there. Yeah. Uh, so, and that was uh, the end of that already wacky trip. It just got weirder and weirder from my friend coming back with heat stroke to, to fucking miss love. It was just the weirdest few days of my life. That sounds, that sounds insane. Now insane. I can hear now myself. Can hear myself. You're gonna you you have to lower the volume. Mark, Mark, Mark Beetle saying, saying, I didn't know I didn't you know had Bigfoot big on. on. Ah, yeah. oh, Mark. <laughs> Come on. It looks good, doesn't it? I think Mark's just jealous because he's a rocker at heart. He wants to be able to headbang with beautiful hair as well. I think he's jealous because he's not on the show. <laughs> also, All Mike. Right. Oh, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you a heat stroke festival story, and then we'll call it a day. Excellent. So I was uh, I was in Israel, uh, and there was this uh, there was this festival called Bereshit, uh, uh, which uh, which is just the uh, doesn't matter. It's like a it's it was like a hippie festival. Uh, all these bands, like uh, spiritual bands and regular bands, and everybody slept in like big teepees, like huge teepees. Uh, that were already there, but the the thing with teepees that are I don't know the 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 real original teepees, but those teepees were really like collecting heat. Yeah, you know, they're like, hot as shit. Yeah, they're hot as shit. And uh, and and I w I got there in the night and I didn't know like Israel is hot generally, but the day after was one of the hottest days with like forty something degrees, and I was I woke up in the teepee and i was so dried up i was like i felt like my head is going to explode i really got like uh you know heat a heat stroke you know and and I, and my friends my fucking so-called friends didn't leave me any water they just all left and i woke up later and i was just like dying so i crawled out of my of this fucking teepee looking desperately looking for water and then i found a place where you know people were were washing their hands or whatever and i just just the whole, everything was, I felt super trippy. I had some water, but I, I didn't feel any better. So I went to, uh, there was this little coffee place, which was just like a improvised, you know, chai and coffee place. And they had these mattresses on the floor. It was not far away from uh, where, where the bands were performing. So I was, I got there and I, I just laid down on, on, uh, on one of those mattresses. And my brain is fried, and I'm just sitting there, and I'm slowly falling asleep. And I have this dream about being stung by scorpions, right? Mm -hmm. And then I wake up with a little girl screaming. And I wake up like, oh, my fucking God. And on the mattress, uh, there was like a mattress, uh, uh, not next to me, but somewhat in my vicinity. Like I'm talking about 30 centimeters where this little girl laid down. And she got stung by a scorpion, man. Wow. I dreamt about being stung by a scorpion. She got stung by a scorpion and screamed and woke me up. And that's that was my that was that's, my I had a I had a scorpion premonition. From, isn't that from that. Weird? Do yeah. you think like do you maybe you subconscious maybe in some state you saw the scorpion and failed I to I was work. out, man. I was girl. out. I was out, I, and I sent it to the little girl. Yeah, yeah, maybe. 
<laughs> you, you just you placed the scorpion in her bed before you. Look, I'll tell you the real story. The real story was that fucking kid. I hated that kid. So I, I trapped a scorpion and I put it next to the kid and I pretended to have heat strokes and I just laid down in the mattress next to her. And then when she woke up getting stung by a, by a scorpion, I was like, oh my God, how did that happen? But deep within, I was like, fuck you, little girl. Fuck you. I hope, I hope that kills you. Yeah, yeah. I like the idea that you were like trying to steal the little girl's thunder. She's just been bitten by a scorpion. You're like, no, look, I'm sure this is painful, but you don't realize I predicted this shit. This <laughs> the mother is like, I don't care. My girl has been stung. Oh, I dreamt it. <laughs> no, the mother is, is leaving the kid alone. Very fascinated in my story. What? What? You, you premonition? Tell me more. The kid is like, Mom, I'm dying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so uh, weird, right? Uh, Dreams with premonitions. That's it's a weird That is thing. weird, isn't it? Yeah. I had I had a few premonition when I, premonitions when I was a kid. Like unrelated to, to what could have or should have, you know, it's just like out of the blue premonitions that, that came 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 true one day. It's loads of people getting stung by scorpions. <laughs> a lot, a lot. Walking All of that has to do scorpions. <laughs> All of them have to do with scorpions. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I once had it like I was sleeping and it was I was trying to do a lot of lucid dreaming things. So I was like always sleeping at three o'clock in the afternoon to because I had most lucid experiences in the afternoon and all sorts of stupid weird shit. I fucked my sleeping patterns forever with that. I like, I like how you I like how you have an excuse for sleeping at three PM. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an experiment. <laughs> I, I, um, I was doing it and I felt like I, in the dream, I was sort of floating outside of my room and I was in the kitchen and my mother was there and I followed her down the hallway to my room and then she opened the door and I sort of went, went back into my body or whatever and woke up with my mother actually at my door. And I'm, I'm sure that I was just half asleep and I could hear, I could probably hear her in the kitchen, which was creating a mental image of her in the kitchen. And then I could hear her walking down. I'm sure that I wasn't flying, but I might've been flying. Might've been flying, man. I don't know, man. I've heard weirder, weirder shit, man. There's some weird shit out there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Miroslava is saying, uh, that's what magicians do with the people in hypnosis. What do you mean? What what do they, 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 they give them scorpions to bite them? What do you mean? Sting them? What do you mean? What is this? By the way, I just want to mention Miroslava Slava is really, really cool. Today, out of the blue, she went to my comment, my, uh, my uh, buymeacoffee.com and contributed to this show. And I love her for it. And I appreciate that. And you're, right. if you're watching this and you're enjoying this, please go to buymeacoffee.com or patreon.com. And the username is my comedy cult, and you can contribute whatever you want. Uh, so thanks, Miroslava. But I didn't understand what you meant about what uh, magicians do with the people in hypnosis. What was what was that about? Yeah. Probably, probably something we said. Something uh, sleeping. Something. I'll tell you what they do with people with hypnosis. They take their drugs away from their car and send them a fine, or beat yeah. them with little iron metal things yeah just connecting it to a random part of your story 
What was the Oh, yeah, we did beat each other with Iron Man. Oh, 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 okay. She explained it. They touched one of them and the other feels it. Yeah, I've seen that happen. That's super weird. Right. That's super weird. I don't know how they do that. Scorpions? Scorpions, yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. maybe. I don't know. I mean, they probably kind of suggested in a way, in your brain in a way. I don't know how they do it, but this was not someone suggesting. It's not like the scorpion came up to me and was like, hey, man, can you feel this? No, it was just, it just happened, you know? But I don't know. I don't know. It's fucking weird. Yeah. Anyway, this has been, uh, we've been doing it for an hour and, uh, and, and, uh, and 15 minutes, man. It's been that. A while. We have been doing it for an hour and 15 minutes. Oh, baby. You. Now you're my second best as a bachelor. I told you everything's better with a bit of penis. That's Come it. back to my caravan and we'll throw dots at the wall. If the caravans are rocking, Dane is probably killing a girl from Holland. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Miroslava is writing us. I caught her brain waves. Maybe, but I don't think that's how the magicians do it. But maybe. I believe in that shit. I believe in brain waves and, and stuff like that. I think, I think sure. that we transmit shit like that. You know? Sure, could be. Yeah. And heat, heat exhaustion is probably like a suggestible state or something. I don't know. I'm talking on my ass. I, I guess so. I think it does something to you. I mean, you get it into this weird, trippy state where everything is like, uh, everything is weird when you when you got heat stroke. Like when you get, it's it's just like <laughs> it's another another lesser lesser house words. <laughs> That's from Don. That's the Donish, one of the Donish houses. That's where the sun is. Everything is weird when you got heat stroke, man. That's a house that didn't survive. <laughs> didn't survive long. You remember that house with uh, with that heat stroke saying, "Oh yeah, what, are the, what was it? they're all dead." They're all dead. How, how did it happen? Scorpions. Just scorpions. <laughs> it's a hot summer, man. I don't know. Hot, hot summer, a lot of scorpions. And uh, yeah, they caught each other's brainwaves, but it didn't help them because they were just get, getting heat exhausted. Dude, I think you're about to get killed. <laughs> Shit, too late. Just nobody, somebody should do a show about the lesser houses in Westeros. I do, I do a comedy about that. The lesser, just, just they like call a, it like a cheesy '90s sitcom style, something like that, or maybe call it like game of uh, game of. Uh, of uh, of you know of neighborhood watch or something like that you know like who's who's in charge of the neighborhood cookies I don't know something like that yeah yeah that'll be good there it. is a new show there isn't a, a show like an animation show Star Trek the Lower Decks which is animation kind of like the same idea I guess sounds sounds dirty somehow <laughs> oh I would uh, Star Trek I would the Lower Decks I would visit the Lower Decks. Sometimes I visit the lower decks. Gotta do it. All right, that's All right. another. That's that's another house saying. Sometimes I visit the lower decks. All right, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, that was the show. First off, Dane Brasher, thank. Did you enjoy yourself? Did you have fun? It's been a blast. I should have done the Star Trek. It's been a blast. Yeah, yeah it was a lot of fun. It's a cool, cool idea, man. Very thanks, fun. man. Thanks. I always enjoy the show. I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Uh, probably not as much as you enjoy driving down the street on ecstasy while giving your friend time to do a bong, but I mean, ecstasy does make things very enjoyable. 
one of its perks. That's uh, another house. All right, fuck it. Thank you very much, Dave the Bane Brasher. Thank you for being on the show. I'll see you. Thank you. All right, guys, that was the show. Uh, it's this is the show. What can I say? This is the show. Please tell your friends about the show. I'm, uh, you know, sometimes we have more viewers, sometimes less. Uh, this show is called Crazy Stories. It goes. It happens on Wednesday. I bring friends that I find interesting. They tell crazy stories from their lives, like you said, every Wednesday, like you saw, not like you said. It would be weird if you said that. I did just said that. So every Wednesday, 8.30 p.m. on my comedy called Oriel Levy on Facebook. Or if you want to listen to this while taking a shit or driving and taking a shit, you can go to Spotify and, uh, and find Going Crazy, which is the podcast version of this show. Uh, and on Mondays, I have the show called Going Crazy, which is a show where I rant about things that happened to me in the last week. And you guys write me comments live, and I riff on your comments. It's a lot of fun. And I want to say thank you again to Miroslava uh, that donated. If you want to donate anything to the show, that would be fantastic of you guys. Uh, you can either go to buymeacoffee.com or patreon.com. And under my comedy called, you can uh, donate something. I'll, I'll really appreciate that. I'm a Jew, and uh, those are the kind of gifts we enjoy. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Hope to see you on Monday at 8.30 p.m. And until then, please remember the words of your house. My, the words of my house are, uh, you know, uh, masturbation uh, can, uh, can make a nice time for a few minutes. All right. Have a good one. And I'll see you guys on a Monday. I like the energy I get at the end of these things. I'm like, maybe, 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 maybe.